welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. A rare occasion where we were in the same room. This doesn't happen it's been very, a while. It doesn't happen very much anymore. We did have the excuse of COVID to not have to spend time in each other's company for a while, but that's gone. <laughs> so here we are. I thought it was delivered on your part, yeah. You're just um, getting sick of seeing so much of me. So um, you're, in, you're in the hood for the day. I am, yes. What's, what's the crack? What's going down at S6? Uh, well, I'm going, as we recalled this, uh, in a few hours' time, going to the Q&A night at Hillsborough, right. featuring Darren Moore. He did it last season, a couple of days before the start of that particular season, and he's doing the same thing again. So there'll be 250 to 300-odd people there quizzing him on his new signings and yeah. why haven't Sheffield Wednesday signed Kemal Roof and of Malik course. Wilkes and done this, that and the other, I would imagine. I, I've just spent the weekend at, at Tramlines uh, with Joe Cran, who uh, well, was, was, was your successor at the, at the star, uh, who's a, a good mate of mine. Uh, and the number of people over the course of the weekend that came up to me and said, any Wilkes updates, was just brilliant. Fair play to every Sheffield Wednesday fan at, at Tramlines for the uh, for the weekend. He was also wearing red, I thought, which was an interesting choice, wasn't it? I think on one of the days he on, went... On the Sunday, yeah. yeah. And uh, he did also go, like you, this week, uh, to the other side of the city, didn't he? Um, to, yes. to watch a certain match. Uh, yeah, the Euros. Go Lionesses. I was uh, in the away end, though. Well, that's okay then, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't. No. So, yes. Mingling at the wrong end, mingling he, at the wrong end. Yes, typical cram, that's what I say. Let's talk Sheffield Wednesday. Wait. So, since we last recorded, uh, there's been a couple of uh, pre-season games, the final couple of pre-season games, uh, and another new arrival. Um, so, well, let's let's talk about that new signing first. It's been rumoured for a, a, a few days, um, and then obviously came off. Yes, Tyreek Backinson. And so Wednesday have another midfielder through the door. I don't know how Darren Moore's going to fit them all in. I think the simple answer is you can't. Yep. So um, to me, that indicates that I think Alex Hunt will certainly be one of the players that will go maybe out on loan to get first team football. So he's not going to get it at Sheffield Wednesday. But Backinson, to be honest with you, James... I think it's the midfielder that they've been crying out for since the playoff final in 2016. I'd go as far back as that. He is um, athletic, he is tall, and he, he give Wednesday a physical presence and he can play either the holding midfield role or I think what Darren Moore sees in him is actually, you know, he's got so much to offer in possession that they're going to try to get him as high up at the pitch as possible so he can make things happen in the final third so he's 23 great age lots of room to growth and Wednesday've paid peanuts for him you know they've paid a, a really tiny fee for him for a guy that was in the last year of his contract at Bristol City but had clearly fallen out with Nigel Pearson at Bristol City things and things weren't going well for him there he, he was loaned out to Ipswich last season and um, I think it's another smart move really and you know, we always talk about lowering the average age of the squad and yeah. you know he certainly does that um, and this 
this guy can co- score goals, can't he? Like his his goal record would what, rival that of a striker. Well, he scored a certain one against Wednesday. I think when it was uh, was it behind closed doors in the season when he were relegated, he scored a late goal there. Um, so he's, oh yeah, he's got an eye for goal, and um, it will be interesting to see. Game time-wise, how much he gets, I don't think he personally gets into Wednesday's best side. That might be something that we'll come on to later as to what team they're going to go with and pick um, against Portsmouth. But he's a great option, I think, for Wednesday to have you know up their sleeve and there will be room for rotation. You know, If Wednesday go far in the cup competitions, they're going to end up playing maybe 60-plus matches. And we saw with the amount of injuries that they got in defence that I think the fact that they've got six or seven central midfielders on the books um, and they play 3-5-2, that looks like that is going to be the system that they're going with at the start of the season. It makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, um, it absolutely does. And, and you're right. I think there's this kind of temptation in football to think about things just in terms of starting eleven. If there's if there's a club in this country that knows that that's a silly thing to do at Sheffield Wednesday, isn't it? Because of the the scale of injury problems that we've had over the last few um, seasons. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to play three in midfield, you really need probably five midfielders who are worthy of starting rather than being squad players. And and obviously there's there's then a job to do in terms of managing that for Darren Moore, but that's what managers do, isn't it? So, um, yeah, great to have him in. And actually, you know, I, I, I don't know a great deal about him. Um, the usual kind of YouTube videos that, that do the rounds have, have obviously been crop, cropping up and there's some great moments there. But as you say, he does seem to offer something different to what we've already got and you've got to say this you know at some point he will get an opportunity whether that's against Portsmouth or not um we'll have to see but when he does get an opportunity there's a real chance to take that and and to make one of those positions his own and that kind of puts pressure on everyone else doesn't it because definitely yeah the, yeah. there's um you know, we know that there's there's definitely three very good midfielders there already um but you can get a bit comfortable, can't you? And I think it's 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 good that there's that pressure there, and actually good that it gives us that opportunity to play different styles depending who we're playing. Because I think when you play the same midfield all the time, you're going to get the same results, aren't you? So that's that's a good thing, um, a good thing as well. And we saw last season that Dennis Denneran started really well, then he got injured, didn't make as big an impact in the second half of the season, and George Byers who didn't really offer or bring too much to the party in the first half of the season, then he was excellent from when he came into the side from February onwards. So fortunes and things can quickly change. And I think that's why it's important that if somebody does drop their standards or if their form isn't where it should be, that you can then bring somebody in that will challenge them for their place. I'd be perfectly honest. I forgot all about Dennis Adenner until you mentioned his name there, um, and he played last Wednesday. I saw him. I saw him play. Um, and, you do have uh, a memory of a sieve. Well, you? this is uh, this is true. Who are you again? Why are you here? Um, <laughs> let's let's talk um, games then. Let's go back initially then to last Wednesday. Um, so the visit of uh, Rayo Valicano. Valicano. I finish your sentences now. It's Thank you. Um, who obviously they're a La Liga 
side. They're, they're not a huge side, but they had a good good season last season. Um, and, you know, riding the coattails of that. So they they came to Hillsborough, I mean, fairly obviously as as favourites in, in this scenario. Um, and some nice moments from, from Wednesday, certainly. Ultimately, just, you know, kind of outclassed when it when it comes to it. Yeah, with finishing, I think. And then, you know, you got to say that, you know, they're technically strong, gifted side. And you can see why they've done, you know, well in La Liga, uh, you know, in the last few years, they did the double over Barcelona last season. Yeah. So they've got a lot about them. And, uh, you know, they've got some good forwards. And, um, no, but Wednesday thought gave a good account of themselves. And, yeah, okay, they, they conceded you know, two goals that, you know, they could have done better with, there's no doubt about that. You know, one from a set piece, we've spoken plenty about that, haven't we, over the last 12 months or so. Um, you know, hopefully they're getting those errors out of the way now before the real stuff begins. And then, yeah, Jack Hunt, Liam Palmer, the defence in gen- general should have done better for the second. Um, but yeah, so, th- you know, there's still things for them to work on and they've had you know, this week now to build up, haven't they, and get ready uh, for for Portsmouth, but I saw certainly offensively, I saw you know quite a few positives there, and you know Josh Windass, I, I would say had a goal wrongly chalked off, uh, but there were four or five chances that Wednesday created. They had a good little spell, I think it was in the second half, and uh, no, so I came away and I, I thought you know it was fairly encouraging run out really and work out for Wednesday. That that then brings us to Saturday's trip to Wigan. Um, I wasn't there because I was at Travel Lines. You were at a wedding, so you weren't there either. The reports that I've seen, quite mixed actually. Th- there's there's some that saying Wednesday played some really nice stuff, uh, and then some saying that I mean defensively it was a bit of a horror show. Um, the if if there's a worrying thing to come from it, it, it seems to be kind of quite silly errors, lapses in concentration that are costing goals. And this is a place where we've, you know, we've been there, we've seen this, haven't we? And we need this to be the season that it's resolved. If if it's something that that needs to happen in pre-season games for them to fix it on the training pitch, that's fine. That's what pre-season games are there for, isn't it? Is to make those errors. Uh, but, you know, final kind of pre-season friendly before the the actual, you know, the proper stuff gets underway. Losing for one, it's a bit disappointing. It is. It's not uh, ideal preparation. You never want to lose four one, do you, before the start of a new season? Um, there is a caveat to this that you know Wednesday have they were lost their last three friendlies, and uh, I think most people would say that results in pre season are pretty irrelevant. And you also have to take into um, account the opposition and so Wednesday played a La Liga side and then well they've actually played three championship teams if you class the Middlesbrough practice match then Bournemouth and Wigan to round off so uh, I think that was deliberate from Wednesday you know in the planning that they wanted tough opposition and you know they didn't just want to play maybe some of like the ordinary teams or or have easy matches you know so, you, know, you could arrange pre-season friendly so that you know they could have had maybe the last match against the League 2 side but that's not what what they're going to be coming up against week in week out next next season you know and so the teams they've played in pre-season you know what they've shown Wednesday is that you know they will capitalize on mistakes that are made 
if Wednesday make the same mistakes in League One, the reality is that they may get away with making more defensive errors or lapses in concentration. And so I think that's what Wednesday factored in throughout. But the, the general reports from Wigan seem to be first 20 minutes, half an hour, really positive, caught the early goal. And then, yeah, you know, I think David Stockdale didn't cover himself in glory maybe for a couple of the goals. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not reading too much into it. Um, the fact is that Wigan have got better players than what Wednesday are going to be coming up against in the next couple of weeks against Portsmouth and MK Dons. And for Wednesday, it's all been about getting these new signings settled in and I think integrated into the group. And they'll be confident that they're going to make a strong start to the season. How many How many new signings is it? Is it it's eight. eight. Eight new signings. We sat here a year ago, didn't we, and talked about uh, what a, a, a massive kind of churn it had been for the for the squad, and 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 very very late in the window as well, last summer, um, and therefore a real need for a bit of composure from a fan perspective, for us just to understand. Look, it's going to take a little while for this group to to kind of you know kind of cohese and and, and everything. Uh, and actually, then Wednesday went and made a, a relatively strong start to the to the season. Looked for a while like you know, kind of you know, walking the league might not be out of the question. Obviously, it didn't didn't happen in the end. Um, it doesn't feel hugely dissimilar this time around. The, 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 there's still been quite a high churn. I think the difference has been that most of the, the signings were earlier in the in the window, so that's good. But but. Clearly, there's still teething issues, and and you know, if, if, I, I'm 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 guessing if I was Darren Moore, if I could extend preseason by another couple of weeks and have another couple of friendlies, that might be quite useful. But we are where we are, um, and you know, the 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 talking stops on Saturday, doesn't it? And and it's about what they go and do on the pitch. There's part of me that's just thinking, look, you know, maybe, maybe we have just got to be mindful of the fact that it it, it is a decent turnover in terms of players again. Um, it's more along the lines of players that we know Darren Moore definitely wanted rather than who's available considering what the situation was last year. So it, it's a much more kind of positive thing. But I do still feel that there's that need just to bear in mind the fact that, you know, we are going to be looking at not a completely new look Wednesday, but a partly new look Wednesday. I think the problem is, James, that a lot of Wednesday fans who are going to be listening to this podcast will be of the opinion that, Wednesday have to be achieving automatic promotion this season and going yeah. for the title. So the pressure is on straight away from the outset. And if Wednesday are not in the top six after 12 to 15 matches, the talk is going to be, I have no doubt, about Darren Moore's position. And Darren Moore will know this himself. And so he's tried to bring in experienced campaigners and players that have got promotions on their CV from League One or who have played in the division higher uh, and what Wednesday have got is one of the oldest squads in the league who've been there and done it and they've got the t-shirt and what comes with that is no excuses and uh, I do think that for Wednesday it would be great of course if they started really well but you do also like you know the points that you're just making there you do have to remember and bear in mind that on paper they've got some of the big hitters in the first couple of months of the season so you've got MK Dons you've got Bolton you've got Ipswich 
so yeah there may be a few ups and downs and Wednesday may not get the points tally that necessarily we would all think that they're going to get from the first 15 matches and the expectations are enormous most pundits bookmakers journalists they're expecting Sheffield Wednesday to be in the top two and Wednesday have to be able to handle that it's as simple as that for me that they're going to come up you know against challenges this season and they have to consistently perform at a high level what gives you hope is that what they did from Christmas onwards last year, that was automatic promotion form. And so with the players that they've got in, I really don't see many gaps in this Wednesday squad now. And I know they're still in the market. You're looking at, I think, another two or three more players coming in before that window closes. And if they get those players in, they're going to be in a great Great position, uh, but I already think that they're good to go and that I, I think that it, it would be good if they put down a marker early on. If they don't, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. And I really do see Wednesday. They're going to go on a long run this season, definitely. And I'm talking minimum 10, 15 matches, I think, that where they be unbeaten or where they'll string seven or eight wins on the bounce together. They've got the personnel to be able to do that. Without a shadow of a doubt, the 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 squad feels stronger, doesn't it? This season, it it feels like there are more standout players and there is more strength in depth. Um, I think, particularly maybe if you look towards attacking players last season, there was maybe you know there, there were times there were situations where we were we were playing players because we've got to play someone, not necessarily because. They were really, really up. There should be no Portsmouth scenario this season where it's Marvin Johnson, Callum Patterson and Liam Palmer in a back three. That's not going to happen this season. No. Let's let's talk a little bit about Darren Moore because you you mentioned him there. Um, And I I just want to frame this just as a very genuine, honest conversation about him because um, if if you look at the hard facts of, of, of Darren Moore, doesn't yet have a promotion to his name. It does have two relegations to his name. Oh, I think it's very harsh to no, have the West Brom. I'm, I'm he talking had, about what, five or six here, matches. Right? I'm talking if pure, that, West Brom. Pure facts. Um, there, I think there's real pressure there for for two reasons. One is that you know he's always been considered as you know a, a, a great manager, a great coach, but hasn't yet got that promotion under his belt. So at some point, there's like, well, that talking stops and, and uh, people have got to achieve something. I remember when, when Mike Phelan was tipped as going to be, he's going to be like, you know, the next huge big manager and stuff. He'd been such a good coach. He was going to be a great manager. And it just never, never happened for him. Um, so he's got to, he's got to start achieving, hasn't he, at some, at some point. Now, I'm not saying that he's been a failure or anything at Sheffield Wednesday. I'm just saying, you know, ultimately success is judged on promotions. And when you get to a certain level, it's just on winning cups, isn't it? You know, that, that's the, that's the reality of it. The flip side, of course, is that, when he came to Sheffield Wednesday, he was dealt a really difficult hand. I don't think anyone really blames him for for ultimately how you know the back end of that that awful season when when it, it finishes in in relegation. Similarly, you know he was dealt a difficult hand last summer, um, and I think you know a lot of people would say Sheffield Wednesday last season reaching the playoffs probably overachieved really considering the the resources that were there and and the the hand that he was dealt I don't think people would say which, they overachieved which, 
Oh, I, I, dis- I, I, I disagree with that. I, I think I, I expected I, mid-season. I, I think if you asked a lot of Wednesday fans that they, especially after the business that they'd done and, and where you're getting at is that he had the embargo to deal with, yeah. so they signed players late. I think after the players that they signed, I think if Wednesday not finished in the top six, I think most Wednesday fans, certainly that I spoke to, had contact with, I think they would have not. They would have seen it as he, you know, they would have underperformed if they hadn't finished in the playoffs last year. Okay. Uh, is what I would say. To I, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree on that in, in that I think, and also when you take into account the injury issues through the, the season and you know the, the patching up and making do that that went on, I think you know finishing you know, so close to promotion was was actually I, I think that was overachieving but anyway I, I regardless was it was a season finish. of growth wasn't yeah. it it was a it season was. of growth yeah. now we find ourselves at this it's a, it's a definite kind of like this is a big season isn't it it's a big season for Sheffield Wednesday you're right I, 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 as we sit here now a few days before the season starts anything less than promotion is going to feel like a failure that's that's the reality of it also big season for Darren Moore you know, yeah, this is no, like, he's been backed. He's, he's got the opportunity, maybe for the first time really in his managerial career, to truly build uh, the squad that that he wants. Dave Ponchanceri has his critics, and uh, you know what. But what you can't deny is that since Darren Moore came into the building, that he has tried to give him the tools to do the job. And, and you know, Wednesday made eighteen signings from two windows last year and they've already brought in eight so far and they're not done. And and you know, they've brought some players of real calibre and pedigree in League One that should be good enough to get the job done. And much I think will depend on can players like Dominic Iorfa, Josh Windass, who've had some injury hit years, you know, can those guys be Huge players for Wednesday this season. That's what Darren Moore will be hoping for. Will Barry Bannon kick on and go to another level next season? You know, he was brilliant, one player of the year. Lee Gregory, 16 goals, 17 goals. Is he going to get near that this time around? And then it's, you know, the question marks that Darren Moore are going to have to find the answer to. Who's his best front two? Is it Michael Smith, Josh Windass? Is it Michael Smith, Lee Gregory? Is it Josh Windass, Lee Gregory? He's got to quickly find solutions to these as people are not going to tolerate underachievement this time. And there is a unity. I feel like there is a positive vibe and there's plenty of optimism and hope going into this season. But I also feel like Wednesday fans expect... There's pressure, isn't there? There's, there's genuine pressure... And, and, and it's not and just pressure I'll of it throw being in as Sheffield well. Wednesday. It's, yeah. it's pressure of yeah. that squad should really be good enough. And, and you, what you, you were saying about Darren Moore before, I would also add that Darren Moore knows he's got to make it work at Sheffield Wednesday. If he doesn't, will he get a bigger cl- as big a club as Sheffield Wednesday again in, in his managerial career? No, maybe, I'd probably suggest he wouldn't and that he'd have to go down a level to work his way up. And so, you know, I, I, I like so much of what Darren Moore has done since taking over Wednesday. The proof now, though, is very much in the pudding. It's 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 tough, isn't it? Because you think th- this is not about another season of growth. It's just about a season of promotion. Anything less than promotion, and you would, you know, you would think Darren Moore's job's going to be at risk, isn't it? You know, that's the way that football works 
now people don't get time and if you've had two seasons to, to have a crack at something and, and, and it doesn't work then uh, it's it's very possible that the trigger gets pulled I, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how Darren Moore handles that pressure now because I, I don't know if he's really had that in his, his career yet um, so that's going to be interesting I think there's a there's a lot of questions that, that we'll get the answer to I think over the course of the next however long it is eight nine months Um Let's turn our attention then to day one on Saturday. Um, the the cruel way that the fixture computer sometimes works. The last team that came to Hillsborough on the last day of last season is the first team that that comes back uh, this time around. So um, good thing is they need to change the little things on the signs as you go into the entrance to the shop where it says next game versus Portsmouth still there. That's not that's technically wrong because they then played Sundown, didn't they, in the second leg? So they would have had to have changed it. Oh balls, yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks that you enjoyed that. Um all right. So anyway, it's Portsmouth on Saturday. Um I, I mean the fact that we played them last last season I don't think it makes any difference at all because both uh squad as you always get after this, you know, both squads have had a an overhaul yeah. and, and big and big um changes. I've not looked at anything uh, what kind of business Portsmouth have, have, have done. Um I, I've not particularly heard anyone talk about them as being favourites. I think the, they'll be contenders because of the size of the club, but um, there certainly doesn't seem to have that expectation around them that, that we've got at this end. I don't put Portsmouth in the group of six to eight teams that will be challenging for the playoffs. I think they're a little bit below and that why like you mentioned there there's been a huge turnover at Portsmouth I think they've signed another couple of players this week so up to nine new signings themselves they don't have George Hurst anymore they lost Marcus Harness that's a huge loss he's gone to Ipswich and um, you know, they have got Danny Cowley the Cowley brothers are in charge and um, I don't expect it to be easy for Wednesday but you've got to remember that Wednesday had the best home record in the country and so if, if Wednesday can achieve a similar points total from home for Wednesday the focus is going to be about improving the away form that's what they have to do and you know Wednesday have to be aiming to get the magical if you're getting two points per match and you're you're getting close to 90 points you're going to finish in the top two you'd be bang on lucky yeah. if you don't and so yeah Wednesday got nothing to fear from Portsmouth you know they're I'm, I'm sure will have sold out their away end they did last season where they had nothing to play for you know they're a big club themselves at, at this level of Portsmouth and uh, you know there'd be a crowd I would have thought maybe sort of 25 26,000 and uh, it's Wednesday's first home match on the opening weekend for six years you know right. so it's been a long time coming and uh, yeah hopefully good atmosphere and a really good performance from Wednesday. That's what I expect, you know, and it'd be great if they could set the tone for the season and get the job done and, uh, you know, put three or four goals past Portsmouth again. The one thing that we don't want to see change from last season is the kind of the fortress that Hillsborough became when it's not that long ago we were sat here on this podcast making a big deal about Wednesday winning at home for the first time in however long it it was that, that that doesn't feel that long ago now um and then last season total transformation really in 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 the home form that that needs to continue um and you know 
there's no real reason why we shouldn't be setting that marker down quite loudly on on um, Saturday. The the I mean the obviously the huge questions going into this is is lineup, isn't it? Because there has been a lot of chopping and changing in the in the friendlies. Um, even you know during the match, you know different team first half, second half as as uh, you know we've seen a couple of times, um, and and even down to as simple as the question of uh, who starts in goal, which um, you you get the impression that or I get the impression it's a little bit more likely that that Stockdale will get that nod. Uh, but I wouldn't be remotely surprised if it was Cameron Dawson that we that we saw in the net on on Saturday. What team would you be going with? God, I don't know. <laughs> you see more of the, I, the pre-season games than this. So let's let's work through this together then. Yeah, so, Stockdale. I agree. I, I you know Wednesday signed Stockdale, and you know he kept the joint most clean sheets in League One last season, and was a big part of Wickham reaching the League One playoff final. I don't see how David Stockdale is not going to be starting in goal on Saturday. He will yeah. be. Uh, and, it, and it, you know, I know Darren Moore said that Cameron Dawson will get his opportunities to impress. I, I, I think that David Stockdale, with his experience, w- what he's done previously, he'd be in goal, no doubt for me. Then the back three, at the moment, it picks itself. I think it'd be Dominic Iorfa on the right. Ben Hennigan, who has, has been the standout performer in right. pre-season in the matches that I've seen, will be in the middle. And then Michael Hequa will be on the left. Um, I, I, you know, I think that Akin Femiwo... I'll, I'll try that again. Femiwo. Akin Femiwo. I will get better at that as the season goes on. I hope you do. Right. Oh, shut up. Um, I, he's got a lot of potential... But yeah, Wednesday here and now they brought yeah. in Michael Heck, who's got three promotions out of League One on his CV. So it, team it, of the season, it, wasn't he? Yeah, team of the season. Um, big personality. It's a no-brainer. And then wing backs. I really like Reese James. However, you've got to stick with Marvin Johnson on the left, certainly yeah. to begin with. But I tell you, Reese James has come to really challenge Marvin okay. Johnson. I've yeah. And then on the right, I think it's easier at the moment. It could change after Wednesday brought players in, but Jack Hunt, yeah. At right wing back. And um a midfield, I don't know how do you how do you feel about midfield? What would you be doing? I mean the so the obvious choice is to go uh Bannon, Byers and Volks, I, I guess, is probably the most obvious choice. Uh, probably up until a week ago, that's exactly what I would expect. But, you know, another new face through the door, that throws things open a, a little bit. Um, and Adenarin's had a decent amount of time in pre-season, hasn't he? He's, you know, he's, he was uh, played the majority of the game last Wednesday. And we haven't mentioned Fizz. Fizz is another yeah, person course. to throw in there. He looked when, when he came on on Wednesday, he looked like physically there's a bit of a change gone on there. He looks like he's built himself up a little bit more. Um, so, you know, he's absolutely not going to want a season of being sat on the bench waiting in the wings. But I'm going to stick with my original thought in terms of who I think the three will be on Saturday. Uh, do you know what? I, I'm going to throw a curveball and say that it wouldn't shock me if Will Vokes doesn't start this match simply because of the niggly injury he had. Okay. He's been playing catch-up in pre-season, so he has played it in the last few friendlies. Um, but it, when you're looking at minutes under you know, under the belt, Vokes has had less than some of the others. And so maybe for that reason, I could see either Denner or Fizz 
And I tell you what, I mean, the really attacking way to go would be to play Windass there. To play Windass, Bannon and Byers. I don't see Darren Moore doing that for the first match. I could see that happening at some stage in the season, though. In 3-5-2, trying to find a way to get Windass into the team, that, for me, is definitely going to be a way that Wednesday go when you're looking at the tactical flexibility side Windass will play I think behind the front two of of Smith and Gregory uh, but I don't see him doing that at the weekend and so then it, it still begs the question as what they're going to do up front as it's been mainly it's hard it, call, isn't it? it's been mainly Windass and Gregory in pre-season that have been paired together so on the basis of that I think they're going to start on Saturday but Smith's going to be knocking on the door very soon. I mean, how do you leave someone out who's had the best season of his career? Rotherham yeah. got twenty plus goals, gives you so much at either end of the pitch. Could be a great foil for Gregory or Windass. You know, th- these are really tough calls that Darren Moore is going to have to make yep. throughout the season. I, I think, I think, uh, you know, which which two out of those three attackers is, is is potentially the most difficult because you can make a really strong case for all three. Yeah, there's. It's difficult to say. Well, you know, you've just got this one reason why. You know, maybe one's a little bit weaker than the other, but that's just not there, is it? You know, Josh Windass looked, you know, sharp when he came back. Um, sharp in pre-season. Michael Smith, you know, been there, done it. You know, can't argue with with his record. Lee Gregory, top scorer last season. Form didn't drop off or anything towards the back end of the season. No reason to think that, therefore, you know he, he he's the one that should be missing out. So, I do I, I I feel like it's you know it's it's short straw stuff. This I, I just don't know how you decide. Uh, you make a fair point there in terms of the fact that uh, be, because of the way that Wednesday have lined up in preseason games, maybe it does make it that bit more likely that you know Windus and Gregory will get the nod. But none of us will be remotely surprised if Michael Smith's name's on the team sheet. Smith, similar to Vokes, missed a a couple of the friendlies. And so, yeah, maybe he's playing a little bit more sort of catch-up on fitness. And and you know what? I mean, the the great thing is that a couple of players that we haven't even mentioned, in Jaden Brown, who he's been one of the better players in pre-season, he's looked bright. But that, but on the left hand side, but this, this, he's this, so this, far down this did in the pecking last season, order, though, didn't it? Where no, he did. Well, he was another one. First half doesn't match us. No, just... no. But you said Adenaran before. You know, it was sort of the forgotten man, and yeah, Jaden Brown's a little bit like that. And then Callum Patterson, Silaso, also in the tap, and you're looking at it, and you know, Silaso. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he does move on. I mean, yeah. he's not going to get any game time at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, and the fact is that Wednesday are still trying to bring in another forward, Malik Wilkes, Kemar Roof. Those are the players that Wednesday are going after. So, yeah, you know, still a so. I, I think his days at Sheffield Wednesday, they, they do appear to be numbered. Uh, I mean, you, you've opened the can of worms now, so let's let's talk about the the rumours. Um, Kibar Roof surfaced at the weekend as a rumour. I must admit, I, I didn't. Obviously, I was at tramlines. Didn't take a lot of notice of it. Haven't really done since. That just doesn't seem very likely to me because you would think if he is available to go somewhere. There would be probably quite a few championship clubs who've got a little bit more dollar that they can spend, and obviously playing at a, a higher level. So, I'm I'm kind of 
class put, putting that one under a little bit of there might be a bit of clever work there by by an agent somewhere to kind of get a little bit of interest stirred. Uh, from what I can gather, I think the interest is legit from Wednesday. I I just look at it and think it's a long shot for what the reasons you just outlined financially. You know, he's going to be on good wages at Rangers, and he would have to take a big hit to come to Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, we saw it last season with Saido Berahino, though, high-profile name that, that came to Sheffield Wednesday. And, and so, you know, Wednesday are an attractive pull for players, even at League One level. And I do think that that's down a lot to the manager. It is that players want to play for Darren Moore. They do, and we're seeing it time and time again that they're able to attract, you know, players... You know, of say roof standing, um, that you know would you would think would normally be out of their reach. At the moment, though, I I don't see roof. I I personally think it's more realistic that Wednesday will get a deal done for Wilkes. Well, th- this has now become uh, a I saga. Mean, ben Marshall. Well, this is it's the last episode of the last ever episode of Neighbours tomorrow night, I think, as we record this. Uh, the 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 Wilkes saga will then be taken over on Channel Five as their new soap opera because um, this has been the the ongoing Willy won't he for quite a while now. Um, the it does it does feel like there's there's a match there, doesn't it? Though, it, and and there's certainly been discussion between the the clubs, and it felt at times like actually it's not far off deal being done and it's just a matter of you know who blinks first well Hull moved the goalpost uh, I think that you know it sounded as if a fee of around 200,000 was agreed between the two clubs and then Hull turned around I think at the you know, the 11th hour and went well actually we want a lot more and I, I get it really from their perspective when you think that you know they activated the clause and in his contract to keep him another year to protect his value and the last time that Wilkes was in League One he was a major major player in Hull winning the league and he's 23 and he's got he's got resale value in the future you know if, if he comes to Sheffield Wednesday he is one of those players that again Wednesday will be looking at and thinking if you improve him then in a few years oh yeah he could be worth millions and so yeah it's it is going to be can a compromise be reached between the two? I I have a sneaky feeling that it will happen. I, I'm still confident that it will happen, but it might be at the end of the window. It's quite clear he hasn't got a future at Hull. They brought more forwards in. Hull have, have got designs on trying to challenge for, to get into the Premier League next season. Wilkes does not fit into their plans. I think Wilkes wants to come to Wednesday. And so player wants that. The clubs deep down want that, but you know, Hull just want to. I, th- I think they want to hold out for a better deal, and so that's where we are really with Wilkes. I just expect it to maybe go towards the back end of the window. It wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if we're talking about Wilkes again in another two weeks, James, or when we next record the podcast. Um, I, I suppose I'd ask you very quickly: Where do you still think Wednesday are light on numbers, or where would you? be looking to strengthen before the window shuts um, yeah I think there's probably need for another attacker there uh, midfield seems to be somewhere that you know I'm fairly happy with with that um, I, I wouldn't mind another centre half I think that, that that would be great and and to be honest if if you know if, if I could make a shopping list I think that we've got two 
pretty good goalkeepers. I would like an excellent goalkeeper. Don't think you're going to get your wish. I've, no. You know, it seems like they... You, you asked the question. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think your... there will be opportunity there. There's there's obviously a goalkeeper that we could send out on loan if we if we wanted to. Um, and, you know, if someone comes in that's maybe head and shoulders above the other two, that, that you know, that would be... I, I know it. Do you know what? I know where you're coming from as... The fact is, in 12 months' time, we're going to be talking about the goalkeeping department again as David Stockdale is coming to the end of his career. And he knows that as well. He's only signed for one year. And we all hope that he's a big success and that he is a huge reason why Sheffield Wednesday end up getting promoted to the championship. Uh, But yeah, um, Cameron Dawson, what's going to happen to him? And... and you, we know that we've seen with them both that they do have mistakes in them. They do, and that's why they're playing in League One. And so I, I know where you're coming from. I like the fact that Wednesday've got their own goalkeepers this season, and that was always the thing with Bailey Peacock Farrell that you knew, you knew he wasn't going to be you know, with Wednesday this season, and and that unless Wednesday got promoted, they weren't going to be able to get him back. And so at least there's stability for this season, we know. But Stockdale is a stopgap. And next summer, Wednesday will be in the same boat where they'll be looking for, you would think, maybe one more goalkeeper, possibly two. I would add that Piers Charles, I think, has got a big, big future. And yeah. I'm really excited about watching his development and Jack Hawks. You know, Wednesday got two, I think, good young goalkeepers coming through. And that's... I, I, you know, I think really exciting for the future. But you know, taking into account for time, now, time for going out on loan and and, yeah. and learning their trade a bit more. You're looking at what yeah. three, four. They're years only seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not ready to are, be a knocking on the door of the, the first team. Yeah, they're not ready to be second choice goalkeepers, yeah. and we shouldn't be putting that much pressure on them uh, at their age. You know, they should be learning the craft at under 18s level for this season, and then maybe we'd be looking at next year. Uh, that they'd go out on loan to sample some football. I think that would be what they need for their development. And and um, would you disagree on the uh, on the other calls there in terms of where? No, I think you absolutely nailed it. I mean, what I would say is centre half. Yes, I would like another centre half in. There, you know, there's a lot of Wednesday fans out there. Pace. Wednesday need more pace in the team. They haven't got enough pace. So Wilkes would definitely help with that and give them the ability to play 4-2-3-1 and go so if they want to change formation and I think they will from time to time next season um, maybe one other attacker so I, I think for me three positions really I, I was toing and throwing with maybe another goalkeeper as a third choice is there a need really for League One club to have three senior goalkeepers Dawson and Stockdale don't yeah. get injured a lot and so there's also Luke oh, Jackson said it now, haven't you? I, well I've gone and done it now haven't I so <sighs> we know what's going to happen at the weekend one of them's getting an injury that's going to keep him out for weeks or months probably uh, I had to mention yeah, it. My, so I, I would say the, I, I think we only need to bring in a goalkeeper if there's someone available who is better than what we've already got. I don't, I don't, I'm not too worried about you know, third choice. There's there's always you know there's emergency loans for goalkeepers right through the season, yeah. isn't there? So there the, there will always be something available um, there. Um, so yes, cool. Well, hot off the heels of Portsmouth is MK Dons. Uh, which feels like ages away, actually, doesn't it? Because there's, uh, it's quite unusual not to have a midweek 
game in the first week of the season. So um, MK Don's um, away and doesn't feel like all that long since we were there. It was Easter, wasn't it, um, earlier this year? Uh, lots of good memories from that game. One particularly standout uh, memory. They've they've lost one or two of their big players, haven't they? And 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 I think um, I, I'm not saying that last season was their you know their one shot, their one chance. But I'm not not sure if this season's going to be um, quite as good for for MK Dons as it was last season. It's funny that a lot of the pundits are still expecting them to do really well this season. You know they've kept their manager, uh, and I think that's huge for them. But you're right, Scott Twine going. I mean that's a massive blow. Troy Parrott did well for them on loan. He's no longer there. Uh, they lost, I think, Darwin, the centre-half, has gone. He's moved on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're big players, I think. And uh, I do expect them to be, to be absolutely fine, uh, whether they're going to be in the top six. I personally look at Lee James and I'm, and I'm thinking that there's Wednesday, there's Ipswich. It's really hard to look beyond you know Ipswich as a team that, I mean, they are going to, they've got to be competing for the championship, the title. They didn't last season. They brought we a lot of players. Year, I feel like they're in a better place. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Peterborough always do really well at this level. And Bolton, I you know, I think they've got the nucleus of a really good League One side. Uh, and they were very good from January onwards themselves. Uh, and they're going to all be in the mix with Wednesday and uh, you know MK Dons have got aspirations to be you know in that top six themselves uh, it'll be a good test for Wednesday but yeah you're right I you know hopefully good memories from last season and um, I, you know Wednesday is stronger than what they were last season and I expect them to you know I, I think they should be coming away from four with four points minimum from the first two matches I think they're well capable of doing that, that. We are we are out of time, so uh, this is a yes no question to finish. Promotion this season? Yes. Also a yes. I've for gone me. for second. Okay, I can go with that. I'd love it not if greedy. it was first. Not greedy, but I'd take second. Um, yeah, anything cool. but playoffs. Anything but no. We can't handle playoffs. playoffs again. No, I'd almost rather they missed out on playoffs. <laughs> it's either top two or not finishing the play I can't be I just can't be doing with that again thank you for uh, for what was supposed to be a one word answer that ended up being quite long but yeah you. blame me uh, thank you to our uh, partners at Taito Law Solicitors specialists in wills trusts and probate um, if you want to get in touch with Ollie then head to titolaw.co.uk on Twitter Dom is at Dom Housen I'm at James Marriott and of course the show is at Dom and James uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook as well if you want to come and say hello uh, you can find all the links to all our different things in the show notes for this episode thanks for listening up the owls and we'll see you next time <laughs>